1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, What's cracking, everybody? James Coe here with you. And we welcome you into BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Uh, Again, uh, not the Joes here with you, and if it's for for the first time you're listening to my voice, it would not be a surprise, because it's my first time on the show, but joined alongside by Sean Levine out there in Kansas City. Sean, how are you doing this morning, man?
2: People out there had Dalton Schultz, prop bet, not only scoring one touchdown, but scoring two touchdowns in last (laughs) night's game. Not me, and probably not many.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're right. Uh, but boy, you talk about shooting the moon here, man. Just threaten that needle. Uh Dallas covers thirteen and a half, Sean. But somehow, some way comes in on the under of 40 and a half. That's tough to do.
2: It really is. Yeah. Good good day for the uh, bookmakers, too, because they were right on both numbers, as you mentioned. Congratulations if you laid the points. That over-under got dicey. And Dallas was basically what I thought they were going to be, right? Like, this game meant a whole lot more for Dallas when it comes to seeding. In theory, they could still end up with that number one seed and win the division. I think that that's basically out the door. But they're still playing for a whole lot more, at least as of last night, than the Titans were. We all know the scenario at this point, that the Titans rested Derrick Henry going into the game, and that they're just waiting for Jacksonville next week. My question to you is, Do you think Josh Dobbs did enough for the Tennessee Titans? Because that was kind of on-the-job training, right? He was kind of showing off his skills to see if he should be the guy next week in what is a pseudo-playoff game versus the Jags. Did you see enough from him?
1: (laughs) Bro, Josh Dobbs came in off the street And I thought he performed admirably well. If he's not the starter next week, I would be absolutely shocked. Because I tell you, I think this offense looked a hell of a lot better than I think most anybody was anticipating. He made some throws too, dude. And I don't know, maybe it's that Nashville magic. You know what I'm saying? Like Josh Dobbs, what? Uh, Again, the last time he threw an actual touchdown in a real meaningful game was in that very stadium in Nashville, which is insane to me. But, yeah, you talk about Mike Vrabel talking about evaluating Dobbs and, uh, again, that big game against the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. I would be, I mean, shocked if Josh Dobbs was not the starter, dude.
2: Okay, I agree partially with you, bro. I think that Josh Dobbs was good enough yesterday to earn that job but not because of him, because of Malik Willis. That guy had three opportunities as a starter. <laughs> yes, he couldn't throw for 100, y'all. So it's kind of like, what's your other option? Right. As far as Dobbs by the numbers last night, he was, he was okay. 20 of 39 mm-hmm. through the air, 232 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And speaking of interceptions, I don't think Dak Prescott, like it feels like a lot of people want to put him in the elite category or at least in the next oh, category. Man. Maybe he's not in the Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, but it feels like, James, a lot of people want to put him next with some of those other guys. He throws way too many damn interceptions, two more last night. On the season now, Dak Prescott has, what is that, 22 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. When he's good, he's great. But the problem is, at some point, this is going to cost him. I I want to be a believer in the Cowboys because I can't buy into anybody in the NFC, but Dak Prescott scares me, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, you take a look at some of his interception totals from previous years too. You know, last year um, he had uh, double digits; he had ten, but uh, that was through sixteen games. I think this is a real cold stretch for him. I don't, I don't totally know what's going on. Um, And you can't even say it's because he's pressing, because I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just inaccuracy with the football right now. Um, And, boy, I tell you, that that has become a real big-time struggle. It's interesting, too, right, because that big Derek Carr news that that came down and and him being benched and then leaving the team. Uh, And part of that storyline was that he just throws too many interceptions. Well, dude (laughs) – Here's Dak Prescott throwing just as many interceptions in way fewer games so you're right. Uh the interception is uh the interception turnover problem is a big issue for Dallas and uh this Dak led offense and you're right. They want to put him in that next tier. It, it, right now it's I don't think he's in that next tier. You know, I, right now he's playing like a very league average quarterback. And you know, I know a lot a lot of folks Dak Prescott, you know, uh, homers, they don't want to hear that right now, right? But it's true. He is, this dude is playing like a league average quarterback right now. Um, and I think he's, I don't know, he's got as many good plays as bad plays. But you talk about Dallas right now. They um, are 10 and 6 now against the spread. A pretty good cover rate if you really think about it. Uh, they won by 14. They cover that 13 and a half point line. Uh, and then the Tennessee Titans now fall to 8, 7, and 1 against the spread. So just about league average when you take a look there um should we move on to college football man we had a college football game bowl games last night Sean. what you think
2: yeah yeah we did we had all Let's kinds of bowl action and it continues later on today last night uh, minnesota ended up beating syracuse 28 to 20 that ended up being an over at 44 and a half florida state man you want to talk about playing the overs and being nervous and then eventually going <laughs> ah. 32 points right, in the fourth exactly. quarter, Florida State versus Jeez. Oklahoma yesterday. Eventually, Florida State won, but did not cover. And then in the night cap, it was Washington over Texas, 27-20. to Texas laid uh, and finished the season eight and a half, James. And I was thinking this to myself. At what mm-hmm. point do we have real expectations for Texas football? Because don't forget, in a couple of years, they're about to head over to the SEC with Oklahoma. And Texas football hasn't been Texas football since, oh, I don't know, Vince Young had that touchdown against USD. <laughs> Bro, that was a long, long time ago. And I look up at their record and I go eight and five. Man, again, it just kind of feels like, remember earlier this right. year? Remember when Texas played Alabama and just took that game to the brink? I was convinced. I, I I think I might have even sent out a tweet that said, if Texas wins this game, they should be the number one team in the country. And here we are again at the end of the year. They're just, they're just, they're know, just not right, elite, exactly. are they?
1: it's just this is a texas season just wrapped up in a nutshell in this game too by the way you know just getting close but not quite there um washington winning 27 20 i mean just well under <laughs> the original line was 67 come on dog like holy hell both these teams uh definitely underachieved uh, the under was uh, was a lock uh 27 20 but you're right you know what though i will say this sean um if if recent you know kind of history tells us anything I, big 12 will be just fine in the SEC. Listen, the SEC honks want to tell you they're the best con- – and all these other things. But, you know, I tell you, it's 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 real interesting. You know what I'm saying? When Texas A&M goes to, to the SEC, all of a sudden they're balling. And I get it. They've fallen off a bit, right? But it's like, hey, listen, when when new teams and new blood get into that conference, I, I don't know. I don't know. SEC looking vulnerable at times. I don't. It's just like I said, man, I, I'm a big Pac-12 guy out here on the West Coast, Sean. And, uh, and I've never – and this is going to be sacrilege. People are going to get super up in my mentions. I've never been impressed, okay, with some, with some of the things that the SEC does. Uh, and I tell you what, they've always been – I will say this, and, and this is indisputable. They've always followed other conferences in terms of offensive football. Defensively, sure. You want to say they're there with all the athletes. Okay, I'm with you. But offensively Sean, I tell you what the SEC has always been trailing the other conferences when it talks when, when we're talking about moving that football uh, through the air
2: Yeah typically it's definitely a, a, a more of a defensive driven conference. Here's the thing about those defensive players. a ton of them end up in the first round whether they're coming out of oh I don't know <laughs> LSU right. or Florida or Tennessee or Georgia or Auburn or Alabama So I think that the SEC is proven over the years that they definitely are the best conference in college football. James, let me get back to something that you hit on there for just a second. When you mentioned the name Derek Carr, I was looking at the numbers from Derek Carr compared yeah. to yeah. Dak Prescott. Cause you just pointed out, you were like, Hey, you know, they both have 14 interceptions and one guy isn't going to play the rest of the year. And the other guy and Dak right. Prescott is expected to go on and win the Super Bowl. The, the difference is a couple of things. One, this is not Dak's MO, right? Like, historically, he's not a guy that turns the ball over a lot. In the case of Derek Carr, That's he is. Right. Last year, 23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. A couple of years before that, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. In fact, Derek Carr's had double digit interception seasons one, two, three, four, five, six of the nine years that he's been a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, This is nothing new for him. I do wonder, though, how many teams are lined up for his services because it feels like right now there's a lot of teams in the NFL, whether you're talking about the Indianapolis Colts, whether you're thinking of the New York Jets, maybe the Patriots aren't in love with their quarterback. There's a bunch of different teams right now that could either say, all right, this is an upgrade from the guy that we have now, or maybe this we think that this is our guy for the next few years. It wasn't that long ago that the Raiders thought that he was the you know the answer to all of their problems. So it feels like to me Derek Carr. No, you're right, Sean. You know,
1: when you talk about Derek Carr, but I, I would have a couple of hesitations, right? You know, he's thirty-two years old. Um, you know, what what are we t- taking a look at in terms of upside? Uh, and then you mentioned new England and I know that they went with, um, and I know they went with Bailey Zappi in relief of Mac Jones at times, fair, okay, but that being, <laughs> that being said, is Derek Carr the answer? Is he the future? Is he a huge upgrade over Mac Jones? I'm not really sure to be honest with you in new England, they need to fix the coaching side of it, man. You know, they got to figure out who is the real offensive coordinator, uh, what's going on with the play calls, the play designs? I don't know, man. I, for me, I think a schematic standpoint, I think New England needs to take a look in the mirror um, and realize what they got going on is not working. But um, is Derek Carr the answer to that? I don't think so, man. Like, when I really start thinking about, like, look, Derek Carr is one of these guys that. Um, Is he better than, he's slightly better than your league average quarterback, I would say, right? Like, if you want to put him somewhere in like that 12 to 15, you know, range in terms of starters, eh, you're not going to have too much argument from me there. But honestly, I'll ask you this, man. Like, who would you rather have right now today, Derek Carr or Jared Goff? People have buried Jared Goff for a while now. But I'll tell you what, man, like the way these, guys, these two guys are playing, give me Derek Carr in an – or excuse me, give me Jared Goff in an absolute heartbeat. Um, I think Derek Carr is an interesting quarterback to, to your point, but he's a bridge quarterback. Like he's a, isn't he a classic bridge quarterback, like the guy that you want in there for a couple of years as you're kind of grooming a young dude?
2: Oh, no question about it. He's definitely not your long term. If your goal, James, and I, last time I checked, this is the goal of most of these teams is to win the Super Bowl. There is absolutely no way that you can do it with a guy like Derek Carr, which is why I remember when he signed his contract in the offseason extension. I thought, why? Like, he's, he's, he's everything that you're describing. He's a middle of the road, average quarterback. And are there ways right. to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback like that? Yeah, it's kind of like when the Broncos won a few years ago, back when Peyton Manning was still on the team but no longer really Peyton Manning. Their defense was great, their yeah. coaching was great, their special teams was great. That's what you have to have around Derek Carr if a, if a team like that is going to make any sort of move. So, I'm with you, man. I don't think that Derek Carr necessarily is going to come in and be the savior for anybody. That being said, there's a team that I kind of described that is like that, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I don't know exactly what the Colts plan is, (laughs) short-term. No, don't do it. Sean, don't do it.
1: Don't do it, Sean. Not the Colts.
2: Listen, listen, listen. I get it. He's kind of the same guy as Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan and all these other dudes that we've seen before. I think he's a a slight, James, slight upgrade from those guys with a little bit more gas left in the tank. If I'm Indy and I'm Vegas, I'm trying to work something out, man. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm booking a plane ticket out there and I'm starting to talk to some people. That's where I want to play because he ain't playing in Vegas anymore. They decided not only are no, you not going to play the last two games, they mutually agreed, if you haven't heard the news yesterday, that he was going to go ahead and just step away from the team. So, yeah, Derek Carr not right. going to be a distraction because he's not even going to be in the stadium for the last couple of Raiders games. It's kind of crazy how uh, how this is going down for the Raiders because if you remember, last year, all the John Gruden stuff, right, they end up hiring Rich Pisaccio or right. at least intern. He did a pretty good job. He got that team to the playoffs. And they had all the other stuff to deal with, too, as the season went along. Not to mention the the Damon Arnett waving around the automatic gun and you got the the, the (laughs) whole Henry Ruggs situation. feels like the Raiders kind of got it together. They were a playoff team last year. They pushed the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. And then they decided in the offseason, nah, we're going to go out there and break things up. We're going to add this guy. We're going to get a new coach. And it just, it hasn't worked out. Heading into the season, they were 7-1 to to win the division and 16-1 to to go to the Super Bowl coming out of the AFC. So it's not like Vegas wow. was supposed to be terrible, and this thing just turned out to be absolutely awful. So we'll see what they do going forward, man, because they got a lot of decisions to make, and it's not just a quarterback.
1: I mean, this is the thing. If they get a great quarterback, um, if they could get, I I don't know, what does Tom Brady got left in the tank? But let's say there's a Josh McDaniels-Tom Brady reunion, man. You know, I'll tell you what, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller, if these guys can stay healthy, that's a pretty good pass-catching unit, which is why, speaking of what you were talking about, that is why Vegas had some odds going and winning the division, winning the Super Bowl, because their pass-catchers look pretty darn good man but listen that's a conversation for another time i think it's very very interesting but when we come back man we're going to dive deep into the nfl betql daily presented by betmgm nfl lineups coming up next
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or